You're listening to the Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state of mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to the episode of Rich State of Mind, where I'm talking to Sifu Allen Baker. He's a high-performance coach and an internationally recognized martial arts and self-defense expert. He has been training continuously in the martial arts since 1981 and teaching since 1990. In 1999, he was inducted into WHFSC International Martial Arts Hall of Fame. And in August of 2007, Mr. Baker was awarded the rank of 7th degree black belt by the International Martial Arts Head Founders Grandmaster, Grandmaster's Council. He also uh, is recognized for developing the Warriors Pass Physical Fitness Program and is the founder of the Civilian Tactical Training Association. Uh, he has appeared in several national magazine articles. With his technical training field, Sifu Baker has also taught countermeasures and defense tactics, firearms, and edge weapon programs through his AMAC tactical training group to Fortune 50 corporate security teams and law enforcement slash SWAT teams throughout the United States from the Marietta SWAT team to in Georgia to the Cincinnati SWAT teams and in California Highway Patrol unit. So uh, Alan Baker, he is very well-rounded. The reason why I wanted to talk about uh, interview him is because yes him being in the tactical martial arts self-defense world is definitely different from what we've talked about in the past but he's been able to take those skills that he has and then use them for business and so i like this episode because we talk about obviously mental you know having strong mental uh, capacity to push past you know obviously the things that you want to do in life but also using his skills that most people would consider like hey how can you turn this into you know, something profitable. How can you turn into something, you know, in some type of business? Well, he does a great job at doing that. And I want y'all to listen to this episode and see how he does that. Because you may be able to apply it to how, what you do in life and see how you can multiply your particular skill. So thank you for listening. Please enjoy. Hey, Alan, thank you for taking the time this evening. Uh, I think it's gonna be a very unique episode. Actually, one of the first episodes that we ever have talking about this particular topic. So if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, well, um, a professional martial artist, that's what most people know me for. I've uh, been in the industry uh, full-time for about 40 years. Um, and in that time, um, you know, had some accomplishments in the martial arts and additionally some in the business side of the industry too. Um, I tried to step outside the box in creating additional uh, revenue streams inside the industry, mm -hmm. um, which is probably one of the reasons we're having a discussion today. Um, and just uh, be honest, I've gone farther and done more than I would have ever expected when I got started as a martial artist. I mean, uh, like most I just planned on having a school and teaching and, uh, you know, doing my best to pass along positive change and information. And, and it just grew into so much more over the years. Uh, so what initially got you into martial arts? Well, um, I was a rowdy youth. Um, you know, at the time, um, they called it uh, ADHD. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the way they handled it at that time is... Uh, the school would call my parents and they would go, hey, you know, you need to drug this kid so he slows down. And, um, you know, my parents decided not to do that. So they were looking for ways to control the energy. And at that time, the, you know, the rowdiness. So they uh, decided to take me into the local martial arts school. And, um, you know, I went in and I got to get in fights and run around, <laughs> yeah. punch people, and I didn't get in trouble. Uh, actually, it's what I was supposed to be doing. So I immediately fell in love with it. And as part of the environment, they started to introduce self-control, teach me ways of, to discipline myself and to control my mind and focus my energy in a positive direction. And uh, I mean, it changed my life, to be quite honest. 
And so um, at what age did you realize, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life? Oh, I knew right away. <laughs> uh, you know, I was already making plans when I was uh, early teens. I'm like, this is it. There's nothing better. Um, it's what I'm going to do. Everybody thought I was crazy. And they thought I was crazy for a long time too. So, uh, but you know, um, I knew that's the industry I wanted to be in. Um, when I, in the early nineties, I had an opportunity to actually start doing it full time and get introduced to the business side of it. And I love that side of it as well. Uh, I've always had a passion and a love for the entire industry. So um, once I started to realize I had to learn how to run a business as well as punch people in the face, <laughs> uh, then I uh, started to pursue that. You know, I started looking for mentors, uh, people that could teach me and pass on information, any source of information I could find. I, I would pursue it uh, almost just as aggressively as I did the martial arts. So what was your first opportunity uh, to attack the business side of the martial arts? Uh, in the early 90s, um, I got introduced to a man in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And okay, yeah, Chattanooga, I know that. A kung fu school. And he was looking for someone to help. And uh, I saw the opportunity and immediately dove on it. And he started to introduce those ideas, um, how he ran the business and set up the schedule, the curriculum, um, in order to offer a more professional product, a service. And that was my first introduction to even the entire mindset of running it as a service type of industry instead of just a place to go train. Yes. Uh, and so what did you learn dealing, uh, working with him? Did you learn, okay, these are, you know, this is how much the rent costs for the building that we're in. And then this is how much we need to charge uh, per person or per, or per um, exercise or, or session really uh, is that those are the things that you were kind of learning as you when you was working with him yes uh, I mean at that time it was um, pretty common that the rates that people would charge locally were pretty low and it was an adjustment just getting used to the idea that um, there was going to be you know a considerable amount charged for a student to come into the academy mm -hmm. twice a week um, and, you know, the concept of um, upgrading to include more programs for our students. Um, we would also started to introduce uh, additional workshops and seminars throughout the year um, for the same reason, you know, to give more opportunity to the customer uh, to solve problems for them. You know, they help them either with self-defense, they're going to be getting in better shape, um, we even got to the point where we started uh, to organize, you know, uh, programs that were helping the client sharpen the mind, discipline themselves more, um, you know, the ability to program your pursuit of greatness at that time. Can you uh, break that down to me? Because that kind of touches on the mindset portion. How do you, uh, how do you train people to um, focus more and have more discipline? Uh, because I, I'm, I'm assuming that that can be applied to anything that they do. Oh, yes. Um, well, it's a unique story there. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of the principles and stuff that I got introduced to were actually introduced in between the classes. Um, and I was, I was the type of student where I was a member of every student or every school in town. I blew my whole paycheck <laughs> training with everybody. I, I, was lo I loved it. And, you know, there's something about, one thing about the martial arts culture, when you're on the mat and you're training, opportunities to better your discipline or your thought patterns will pop up on a regular basis. And one of the reasons is because you get introduced to stressful situations. Um, yes. You know, sometimes life will put you in one and then you might have a period where you can cruise and then you may get another one. But in the martial arts academy, you get you get that twice a week. <laughs> yeah. So the teacher would get an opportunity to see how you handle certain things, you know. Um, and then due to that opportunity, he may approach you in, in between class and go, you know, there might be a better way for you to handle that emotional energy that you're having to deal with. Um, 
And here's a way you can do it. And it might be an adjustment in your mindset. Um, uh, for me, a lot of my instructors, one of the common threads was uh, the breath. The, and, and when I wrote this last book, it's one of the things I say in the book all the time is the breath is the bridge. You know, when you start to control emotional energies, uh, uh, mental processes, the breath is the bridge. It is the beginning of everything. So, you know, they would introduce that idea to me. And through the breath, you started having the ability to rein in emotional energy that you may be dealing with in class. Uh, your ability to focus, your intent, uh, your mind. So, like I said, not a lot of those things were on the curriculum. They really didn't teach it in class. It was stuff that was taught in between or on the edge of the mat, as I'll say. And um, over the years, um, I'm an avid note taker. So I would take notes on those lessons. And when I got the opportunity to start teaching uh, in my school and my students, I did the same thing. You know, we maybe were in a sparring session or the guys are grappling and you'll see somebody get a little upset because they didn't do so well and they may not handle the situation very well. Uh, same thing that happens anywhere in life, anywhere in business. Yes. And um, so I would approach them and say, hey, here are some ideas, some methodology, maybe a drill that you can use to do that better. And now next week when you come back and get on the mat, you place yourself in that situation again with the intent, not just to train a physical technique, or to get fit, but you place yourself in there because you know it's going to spur, for instance, that emotional reaction, and it's going to give you an opportunity to better yourself and how you handle that as a human being. And so through teaching those lessons, I always got the same question. Why don't you put this in class? Why is it this on the curriculum? So um, that's how I got started really writing this last book was um, that was my notebook. And uh, those things that I taught the different students, um, I started to outline it and put it in an order. And eventually it became the book, um, The Warrior's Path, which is, um, was an introduction to that concept of thought. So, yeah, I wanted to uh, speak some more on that, on the Warrior's Path. So uh, first, uh, did you find yourself naturally being an author or uh, you needed help? What were some, some tips on your, your book writing journey with that? Oh, no, man. Uh, you're talking to a knucklehead. Uh, I punch people. I choke them. That's what I've done my whole career. So, um, but when the, you know, for an example, one of the principles that I follow is uh, placing yourself in the unknown on a regular basis. You know, we get comfortable mm -hmm. in the known and uh, we tend to rest there. And, you know, part of a warrior's philosophy is you pursue the unknown. You're constantly pushing yourself outside the box, closer to the edge of the cliff to see what you can improve, what you're made of. So the opportunity came up uh, uh, actually when we had the pandemic. Uh, like a lot of martial arts schools that year, um, they got closed down for a couple of months, three months. So I took the opportunity to go up to the mountains uh, in Virginia, uh, Shenandoah mountain area, and uh, had a place that um, I was just going to hang out and chill for about three months. And during that time, I thought, well, I'll just organize my thoughts. Well, that turned into writing an outline, which turned into within two or three weeks of I'm ending up writing this book. And once I realized that was the pursuit, uh, I had had some students over the years who are authors and I got in touch with them and I said, this is nuts, but I'm getting ready to write a book. <laughs> and, um, you know, in any endeavor uh, like that business, writing a book, to me, uh, one of your most important sources of information is a living mentor. You can buy books and read it, um, you know, but if you can get someone who is a passionate mentor and they are a creator, um, meaning they're changing the industry themselves, and if you can place yourself behind that guy, um, it's one of their top sources of information. And I was fortunate to have students who were doing that at the time. So got in touch with them, 
what do I do? And uh, they gave me suggestions and, uh, you know, simplicity is mastery. I chose, uh, you know, uh, what were the most simple items that I could pursue that would have the greatest amount of impact on my goal. And uh, one of them was just write. Get up every day, put yourself in somewhere and say, I'm going to sit here and, and write until 3 p.m., which is what I did every day. Um, whether it was good or bad, they just said, we'll edit it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get it out of your mind and on the paper. So, and that's uh, the process I went through. And uh, that's how it all started to come together. Um, and I have to say, it's one of the greatest personal change endeavors or tools I have done in a long time. Um, I find myself now talking to my friends in different businesses and I'll, you know, I'll say, Hey, when are you going to write your book? And, uh, you know, like me, like a lot of other people, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And, you know, it'll change you. You've got to do it. Uh, once I've gone through one, it's, right now I'm editing the second one. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, there's nothing like it. It will educate you. It'll force you to dig deeper uh, than you had previously on uh, the topics. Um, talk to more people, dig for more information. It'll change you. It's, it's a great uh, source of change. In, in your book, you talk about uh, redeeming one's body, mind, and spirit. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I think as a warrior, um, you're in constant pursuit of growth. Um, so it's our job to make that happen, you know, so we have to schedule it, find time to make it happen. Otherwise you get caught up in life. You know, you, they say you get busy working in it and not on it. Um, so, and your personal growth in your life is the same thing. You know, you, six months from now, you can look back, you got busy at at your job, which you created for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. raise your head up and go, man, I haven't spent time reading, growing. Um, so, um, you know, I think it's important and, and I attach it to a warrior's mindset because that was my experience um, to look, sit down and look at your year and make sure you're taking a thousand mile view to make that happen. Because the truth is, is like in any endeavor, the better you grow, the better you change, the better you are going to produce you're going to draw better people to you. You're going to draw yes. better opportunities to you. You're just going to operate, vibrate at a higher level. And, um, you know, I'd heard this for many years. Um, you know, you could choose, I'm going to choose to do these things and it's going to change stuff right away. Um, so let's see, man, it's taking a long time. Yeah. Time has passed. But it, 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 and anything you practice, it takes consistent effort over time. And that doesn't change. The overtime is the part a lot of people struggle with, but it will become part of you. A lot of those things that you read in different books or even the universal principles of change that I use, it takes time for them to get ingrained into your nervous system, your body, and you become it. And that's when you really start to see some of the big changes. Um, So anyway, to go back to the original point is you have to take time to focus on those things and the total package, you know? So uh, for me, I, I have a principle I follow. Um, I call it the master filter. Okay. And um, all my decisions will go through the master filter at some point. And the elements of the master filter, one is freedom, um, finance, family, and health. Those are the primary four. So okay. I may get an opportunity put in front of me um, and it may be a really good one. Uh, so I'll, I'll usually will go back to the filter and go, how's this going to f- affect my freedom? So and as, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're hustlers and we're going, you know, I've got, I could sleep one less hour, maybe two, and I could get this thing done. <laughs> yeah. We end up creating so much freedom killing opportunities for ourselves. We have to remember that part of what we build has to create an element of freedom. 
And when we start to build these blueprints and these business plans, sometimes we forget that. And it may not be give us a lot of freedom in the beginning, but we have to build our plan that in the future, freedom is going to come to us. We have to have the ability to multiply ourselves and multiply the systems we create so that we can have that freedom uh, available to, again, go back, pursue growth in ourselves, our health, um, grow ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, um, the total package. Yes. And the second half of it is finance. Um, I have a specific way that I will break down financial opportunities, uh, whether I'm going to accept them or not. (laughs) Uh, And does it fit that blueprint? And if it doesn't, sometimes it's got to be a hard no. You know, uh, one of the number one strengths you can teach yourself is the power of no and uh, how to exercise it. Uh, Otherwise, lose freedom. Obviously, the next two, health and family, um, same thing. You know, we can get so busy that we forget to spend that extra time daily or maybe two or three days a week focusing on your health, keeping yourself to a good physical standard, and then your family. Um, I've seen that a lot with students that I've had over the years. They, uh, doctors, attorneys, and they've gotten so into building that machine that they have regretted the loss of time with family. So it's important uh, at least to reference those four, in my opinion, um, with any decision you make, any business plan, side hustle that I'm going to build. So no, that's an awesome breakdown because it's it's an awesome filter, like you like to say, master filter, because you, you pretty much take in consideration the most important things in most people's lives, family, finances, freedom, and health, right? And usually we emphasize on one or the other and forget about one or the other. So I may emphasize on finances and uh, maybe my freedom, but then I forget about my health. I forget about my family. Or maybe I spend too much time with family and then I, I the finances go, goes away and now I'm home, but we don't have any money, right? But I have my family. And so I think that's awesome. I will definitely be applying that to myself because, and the other thing I want to make sure that I reiterate that you talked about is you said that you do not create something that it does not allow, uh, does not produce those outcomes. So you're not just creating another job for yourself to where you are now more stressed out than you were before. Right. Yeah. I've I've seen that quite a bit in just in the industry, the martial arts industry. Um, I do a lot of coaching for professional martial artists and that, you know, every industry kind of has its lie. <laughs> okay. What's so, the big life on martial arts? <laughs> in this industry, you know, it's, um, well, you can have 700 students and you're going to make this much monthly. What they don't tell you is you're working seven days a week until like 12 at night. And then you're getting up the next day and you're doing it again. You get so consumed by it that you have no freedom, but you're making those numbers. Um, And I've seen a lot of guys go after that over the years. And then after about 10 years, eight to 10 years, they start to lose heart. They're like, man, I'm not going to make it. I can't do this. And I see more guys not doing it than I do doing it. It's not that it's not obtainable, but it's what do those guys give up that obtain it? So I will usually say, uh, you know, you're building a financial machine like you build a table or a stool. You have to have more than one leg that's going to hold it up. You have to have more than one revenue source. Um, So what are they going to be? They could all be related to the industry you're in, or it may be something that's totally different. We also have to keep in mind that, you know, we might build 21 of them uh, to get our four. Because, you know, failure happens. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just like on the mat. You know, you're not successful every day of the week. Um, you're probably not successful more often than you're successful. And, you know, we get so caught up in not being successful uh, that it kills our ability to pursue what we need to pursue. When it's just a fact of life. You know, it's like fighting. You, you're going to fail a lot. 
before you have a success. So we got to realize that when, right out of the get go, it's like, if I'm going to build those financial revenue streams in that industry, you're going to have failures, expect them. And when you get one, cherish it, go, well, there's one of those things. I'm going to brush it off the table and start putting energy into these other areas. Eventually you will build the ones that are going to be successful. Um, and those are the ones you'll pursue and grow. So that is the coaching model I'll usually pursue with guys that I'm working with in the industry. And it's, it's worked very well um, uh, over the years. I've had a lot of guys who are very successful now in the industry. Most of them are known for martial arts, but um, like yourself, probably in the background, they're using rental properties or, um, you know, they're setting up businesses through Airbnb uh, that are very successful. Um, different types of investments um, uh, that they're pursuing um, while their front is the martial arts school or the table that they're eating at is what I refer to it as the martial arts school. And so, yeah, I wanted to uh, go a little bit more further into the kind of like the career path. And so somebody that wants to start their own school, does it, does it work out to where they have to get some type of reputation in the area for investors to want to deal with them? Or it's, hey, you have a business plan that's solid and I see you, you have the possibility of making money, whether you are, you know, at the lowest blue, uh, you know, yellow belt or black belt, you're a good business person. So we'll rock with you. Correct. Um, you know, I've seen both work. I've, I've worked with guys who had an, an initial investment and I've worked with guys who had nothing. Um it, it depends on the amount of effort and planning you put in on both sides. Uh, I've recently worked with several guys who had schools and they went through the pandemic and ended up with nothing at all. So they're starting from scratch pretty much. Um, and they took the time to sit down, plan how they're going to do it, step intelligently, consistently work over time, and now they're killing it. Uh, it doesn't look like it did previously. Uh, but they're actually um, the second time around, you know, they use uh, the concepts that we're talking about in the master filter. So they're actually more freedom. They actually get to go to the beach now. <laughs> a couple of times. Have other people working underneath them. So, um, you know, both are possible, uh, but in both cases, find yourself a, a mentor. And, um, you know, there, I always say a, the difference between a sun mentor or a moon mentor. And what I mean by that is uh, I learned this concept. They would call you a sun student or a moon student. A sun student creates light or a sun teacher. A moon student reflects light. So maybe I'll learn something and I turn around and do it just like I learned it. I don't change anything. But then you'll have those guys who will, you know, maybe I'll change this. I'll adjust my product to fit this little niche I'm seeing. And they'll start to create things that have never been done before. And those guys change the industry. They don't just exist in it. They're out there forcing uh, everyone else to keep up. And, and that is what you want to be. Um, so you want to be the moon. That's right. If, if you, if you recognize the difference there and when you start to choose a mentor, you'll go, Hey, that guy is a sun personality. And I'm going to go see if he'll mentor me. And most of the time, those guys are looking for someone to mentor because they know the truth is I don't really have it until I teach it. And if I have a good student, they force me to see things differently. They may ask a question and I go, I don't know that. So now I've got to go dig up the information. I gain more knowledge, they gain more knowledge. So they see that that relationship, that student-mentor relationship and the power in it. But they're looking for a good student, you know. So if, if you have the passion, the drive, the work ethic, they'll see that. And um, the, generally, the, in my experience, they'll work with you. I, I've got mentors that are in industries that have nothing to do with the martial arts. But they are those types of mentors. They have created an entire new industry. And uh, I saw that. I'm like, hey, I would love to mentor your business concepts, how you think. So I would say getting into the industry, 
find a mentor, someone who is successful, and they're also that guy that are, is changing things in the industry. And you will get uh, more knowledge and personal change from that than just business information. And so after you say you get your school, it's successful and you create freedom for yourself because you have other instructors there. What is the next step for uh, somebody like that? Uh, well, if uh, you're pursuing more, because some guys will build that and they go, I'm happy here. Um, I like to take a look and we'll say, what are you doing now? And then how can you multiply your ability to create financial gain from what you're already doing? I don't want to create another job. So if you're a self-defense professional, what are other options um, that you can use to create another opportunity? Uh, like for me, um, one of the first ones I got involved with was program design for security professionals, which led to designing programs for law enforcement and military. And I, I started to do these things and I started to notice the demand for them. Uh, the industry actually told me, hey, this needs to be a thing. Okay. Um, th that's what led to uh, me starting AOMAC Tactical Group which is now uh, one of the branches uh, of the school. And they, they handle law enforcement, military uh, security groups. And you see a lot of defensive tactics um, teachers out there. They come yeah, in and they teach what they have. Um, but one of the problems in the industry was it, those tactics that are taught in the martial arts floor don't necessarily fit what a law enforcement officer needs. He has on 15 to 20 pounds of kit carries a gun, has to follow laws. He has to, things, even today, the things he has to do has to be visually appropriate and socially acceptable. So those ideas might not come out of a martial arts system. So what we did is we would go in and learn the environment first. You show me what you drive, show me what you wear, show me the laws you follow. What does your boss tell you to do? And then we would create the program based on the environment. And uh, it was very unique, uh, which was what created the business. So that is an opportunity of, uh, that's created from that pursuit. And so you, you have that option of saying, how do I multiply what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Or the option to go create something entirely new, like real estate. You know, I, so maybe I'll, I, I've got a little nest egg that I build up and I know that's a good investment. So I want to find myself a mentor. So I may come talk to somebody that's already doing it successfully and making change and say, what's my first step? Um, what's step number two? And, you know, keeping it simple and active change consistently over time. Make it happen. Because anything you want to build, you will build. And that's one of the biggest struggles I see is like, I'll, I'll tell guys that I'm coaching Tell me what you want. And they'll build a visual picture. They may say, I, I want to rent four properties. And I'll say, why not 10? Well, I don't know if I could do 10. I'll shoot for four. So we'll spend five years shooting for four. And then when we get there, you'll go, I did it. I didn't think I'd do it. Man, I wish I'd shot for 10. <laughs> Maybe you would have ended up with eight. That's right. You know, so it's, I always challenge the initial vision. It's the same thing that happened to me. I never would have expected to be doing what I'm doing in the industry. I wish I'd have shot higher now. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when those little opportunities come up, I'm like, well, I'm gonna shoot up there more and let's see where I land. And uh, speaking of think, uh, thinking higher, uh, have, have you ever witnessed somebody franchising themselves? Have you ever thought about doing that? Uh, yeah, actually I've uh, got some good buddies in the industry who have successfully franchised uh, the models that they're using in the martial arts school. Uh, you know, I, I have thought about it a few times and I've actually worked with a couple of groups who have done it. Uh, for myself, I, I enjoy building the association model more than the franchise model. Um, it's, it's a little easier, uh, 
on the tax side of the house and or the association portion. Yes. Uh, you know, because, uh, getting in the franchise tax law is a challenge. Um, and okay. you're pretty much hiring attorneys at that point. Um, so in, in, for instance, in my industry, it's a little easier to start looking at a, an association model, um, which, you know, if built intelligently, uh, and ran appropriately, it can be very successful. And, and so um, just help me understand, what is the difference between association in your industry and franchise? Uh, why would it, you know, tax for tax reasons and maybe some other dynamics, but is it different? Well, we really don't um, own the business okay. when we will come in. So you've already got a business owner, a school owner, and he has maybe a martial art he teaches in him. And so they say, well, I'm a striker. I teach kicks and punches. Okay. I really like to add a grappling program. Okay. So I can just call up my buddy who's a grappler and he could go, Hey, just do this. Or I could hire uh, or join an association that will have an organized curriculum, uh, a week to week process to teach and run classes. They have manuals already set up. They have uh, some marketing materials that are available and you can use them any way you want. Um, so it's, it's a little more, uh, there's not as much control and it leaves a little more to the individual. Uh, and that's one of the reasons uh, I like it is because uh, when I work or coach with guys through that process, you get to watch them build their own thing. And they, they are creating what the culture inside their school you know, uh, they decide what the product is they want to give. Do they just want to be a fitness based or do they want to invoke personal change? And then how do you work that into your curriculum? Um, do you want multiple martial arts? You know, I want a striking program. I want to teach grappling. I, I need a weapons based system or concept. Um, so it, it gives the opportunity to create a lot of very unique um opportunities uh and so and so you provide the association program uh well the individual association will do that i I, one of the things i do is i help associations offer professional products Um, a lot of them uh, are run a little more old school it's you just pay me a monthly fee and i'll allow you to use my name and fly my flag so there was really not a lot of customer service. Um, there's not a lot of help on the business end, on building, de- de- developing curriculum, how to run your class, um, how to teach your instructors, um, how to set up your social media uh, outlets and your pages and stuff. So mm-hmm. we tried to help associations get to the point where they are giving those services to the business owner, to the school owner, which can save them years of having to figure it out themselves. They'll spend 10 years just, well, how do I do this? I'll just guess, or I'll try to do what my neighbor's doing on the other side of town. Yeah. Um, right. So we shorten that process. And uh, like one of the groups I work with, we offer uh, once a month business training, just if you're a member. Wow. Call up and, you know, we'll connect you to somebody and, We'll talk to you about how to answer your phone, how to set up an interest, you know, uh, how to sit down in the office and and talk about the different uh, uh, products that you have and the different programs you have. If you don't have those, we'll help you set them up. Um, We'll train your front desk person, teach her how to answer the phone. So, um, you know, it's it becomes uh, more of a systemized customer based approach. It's, it's almost like y'all are a uh, in, uh, internal industry, internal industry of the uh, SBA, you know, small business association where y'all really help you. Uh, somebody will come to you with a plan and y'all help fine tune them to where they are, you know, cause like, like you, right. You just like to kick and strike people, but then eventually you learn the business side and then realize, okay, I can use my talents and then turn it into something that creates a revenue. I just need a system that works. And right. it, it shows proof that with a system, you, you can be successful. It doesn't matter if it's copied, because if it, if it works, it works. Um, 
And I, I, I like I like that. So applying it to somebody that and that person has to recognize too. hey, look, these are my strengths and my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'd like to I just like to fight. Uh, and I'm good with people. I, I'm, I smile and I, I'm good with talking to individuals. They, they at least will approach me if I, and I can carry right. a conversation. Okay. How can I maybe sell this product, sell this program that I, I want, uh, as well, or this workshop. Um, so I, I like, I like that approach. Uh, I saw that there, uh, different schools, um, for as far as martial arts schools also provide different streams of income as far as like fitness programs to help people lose weight or like after school programs as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so there are a different, I've noticed there's so many different ways that you can maximize uh, the cash flow within your facility and yes. not just your, your, you know, your regular, uh, your regular courses or classes. Oh yeah. The, the opportunities that are available are tremendous. Uh, you know, it's just finding and connecting yourself to the right group or mentor, someone that's, uh, will make you think. Yes. Um, yes. Right. Uh, we, I've, I've helped our coach individuals build private lesson programs to the point where they're making so much money on the private lesson. That they chose to close the school and just run the private lesson program. Um, wow. So it is doable. Uh, you just have to, you know, in the beginning, like you said, plug and play the system. Um, but uh, as you do that, it'll also start to take on your own individual and unique talents. And it becomes yours. And, and, and like in any business, there's a culture that will be built around it. Whether you choose your culture and design it, or it just happens by default, we'd like to choose it and design it and, and create the experience for the customer as much as possible. And so I like the fact that you had said uh, the fundamental that makes you think there's a book I'm reading called The New One Minute Manager. And it talks about the, the leader or the manager, the supervisor. What he does with his subordinates, he doesn't, he tells them the mission, but he does not tell them how to, he does not show them how to get it done. In the beginning, he'll show them one time. And after that, he provides them the freedom to figure out their own problems so that they, when they get to his level, they'll know what to do. Uh, And so he may guide them uh, and he may help them ask the right questions, but it gets their brains churning so that they can figure out it on their own and it sticks with them. Uh, and so um, that is something that I would always look, recommend people look for in a mentor. If they don't give you the answers to the test all the time, they j- but they do point you in the right direction and say, hey, look, this is what you need to be doing. And I'm going to lay all the tools and mix match tools on the ground. And you need to figure out how you need to put those assemble those tools together to get to your next path. Uh, so those are, and th- the person that takes the time to put all those tools together in the right uh, sequence to be able to get to the next goal those are the people that you're going to want to keep around because like you said, they're looking for a great student, mm-hmm. not the gifted one that walks wisdom. away. Those are the guys that are gifted with wisdom because they took the time to figure it out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, that process of self-discovery, a lot of times will ingrain something deeper into your nervous system, into your being than someone just telling you. Um, though it is a challenge, you know, I mean, it takes a little more work. But again, like you said, if you understand that process, um, maybe you choose. You might have somebody that'll go, I'll just tell you everything. You go, no, just give me, give me the tools because I want to go through that discovery process and because I know what it's going to give me in the long run. So who do you, uh, do you have one person in particular you lean on or you have a, a few people that uh, you lean on uh, in particular? Like who's the first person that comes to mind? Oh, wow. I've got a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, a couple of mentors in the security industry. Um, I got introduced to them at uh, Executive Protection Institute out of Virginia. And one of the things that was unique about them is they did things in that industry that had not been done yet. And that's what drew me to them. I'm like, okay, I wanna know how you thought to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, What did you see? What's going on in your mind? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know exactly. I know exactly what you feel. Do, but the process you went through to get there, can you help me with that? And a couple of them were kind of taken back at it. And now they were friends. So they're like, I get what you're doing, you know, because once I get those little nuggets and I come back to my desk and I'm like, how can I implement this in what I'm doing? You know, I don't want to just take his idea. 
because one of the things that make those guys unique is their thought patterns, their thought process. That's what separates them from the crowd. So my question is, how do I get myself to think that way? I want to become that sun thinker. So I want to get those elements because if I can do that, then I can create something, a machine that will do the same thing in other industries and come back to my industry and I, maybe I'm looking at it different. And I'm, I'm sure, as you know, it's like one little change and you'll go, oh, why didn't I see it that way? I didn't think of it that way. And that one little thought pattern will create something entirely new and different. Um, it's, yeah, you get so excited. You, yeah, yeah, you get so excited. You can't wait to get home and, and start on it. You know, you, you can't <laughs> wait. You're talking about it for the rest of the day. You, you know, your your wife or significant other is probably like, oh, you, you just won't shut up about this. Just go ahead and do it. And I know exactly what you mean, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and you know, the cool thing about what you just said, because you can see it in your smile, is the passion that comes with it and the energy that comes with it. It's like you said, man, I'm so excited. I'm going to go home and talk to my wife. I can feel it. So there it is a, it, it not only affects you mentally, but it drives your spirit. It drives your body. Now you're like, you, you, you have a greater amount of passion and you're like, I'm going to focus this into this thing. Um, that's powerful. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I know. I know. Same as well, man. And so I want to, since we're talking about passion, man, I want to talk about uh, your big why. What, what is your rich state of mind? Why do you do what uh, big, you do? What drives me, huh? Um, you know, uh, probably about 15 years ago, I was talking to a mom in, in my lobby. Her kids were training in class and she had a question and we probably dove into a discussion like this. I don't even remember the discussion, but at the end of it, she goes, you are an agent of change. And okay. that struck me. It stuck with me to the point where I still use it today. And my goal at that in that conversation was to go, Hey, you can do more, even though you feel like you're busy and you've got all this going on, you can do more. You just have to back out, take the thousand mile view, intelligently design your process and steps forward and realize that consistency over time, I'm not going to achieve it in six months. It might take a year, it might take two, but you can do it. So that, I always tell that story when I ask that question, yeah. creating those moments of change for people. Um, you know, it, it, I do it a lot on the mat. I'll have guys who might not be successful tonight and I'll go, hey, you ever thought about doing this and approaching it this way? And they'll go, you know what? No, I haven't. And I'll go, you know, you could do this at work. You could do it at home with your relationship. It applies to life. And then watching them have that realization of going, you know what? You're right. And not only can you make the change, but you have an environment where you can come to the school, come to the academy, get on the mat. And it, it's like a safe environment for you to train this idea. So when you finally apply it in life, you've already got some experience, whatever it is. I want to uh, I want you to tell people where can people find your book, The Warrior's Path, because this, this looks like an awesome read. Man. I was skimming through it. And uh, it looks like something that could be life-changing. Please tell everybody where you can find it. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's called The Warrior's Path, A Warrior-Based Approach to Personal Change. And, we're, and then uh, we speak about um, the universal principles of change in this book. And I, I didn't get to hit them all because, I mean, at one point I'd already written like 360 pages and I'm like, I got to stop. Never expect that to happen. But... I got a lot of questions from the first book on the whole list. And that's what the second book is going to be about is we're going to list out those and make them available. Um, all the little principles that we teach on the corner of the mat in between class. So awesome. Man. And then also I will make sure that we post your book uh, as book of the week. We always do that for any of our guests that have books out or that they want to promote. Uh, we'll send an Amazon link out and uh, usually we get some pretty good uh, pings on it. And I hope people can review it, check it out. I'm really big on mindset and I want people to have different, I want us to attract different thinking individuals. So maybe the pocket, the person I uh, was a guest yesterday on my podcast, maybe it didn't quite tweak a certain, a certain group of people. Right. But right. your approach, your perspective 
on, uh, and as you call it, the warrior's path, right? An approach to personal growth, change, maybe that now piques their interest. I like his take on life. I like the moon and the, and, and the sun thought process, how I'm looking for a mentor. And so that's why I really appreciate your take and, and your different uh, point of view uh, on this topic. It's, de it's definitely refreshing as well. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can look for me under Sifu, S-I-F-U, Alan Baker, A-L-A-N-B-A-K-E-R, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, on YouTube. Um, so, uh, or you could go to my individual website, which is just uh, the same thing, SifuAllenBaker.com. And what does Sifu stand for or mean? Sifu is a, uh, from Chinese Kung Fu. And it means teacher. Sometimes it's loosely uh, can mean father, guide. Uh, I originally started in Chinese Kung Fu and uh, I reached the, the rank of Sifu. And I've been I was been called that ever since. Nice. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter the class you're teaching. Everybody at the school calls me Sifu. Awesome. OK, I just learned something new. <laughs> well it's been a pleasure alan like i said i really want people to check out this book i think it'd be a great read uh and uh i'm actually looking at looking at it myself right now on amazon i see it on kindle for 9.99 mm -hmm. so uh <laughs> so uh thank you so much uh i think this is gonna be a, a great take a great episode when people listen to it and we really appreciate your time i appreciate you having me it's awesome meeting you guys tell your wife goodbye Absolute pleasure. Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family, visit our YouTube channel, and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the Rich State of Mind show.